<laughs> and by that point, it was obvious that he was Porky Pig in it. That's all, folks. Ah, uh, that's what that's nearly that's pretty much what he that's kind of what he said in yeah. a way in a way. Do you, what is the do you know what the difference between Porky Pig in it and Donald Duck in it is? Uh, one of them shaved, the other one's got feathers. No, for one of them you wear a little sailor hat. Ah! Oh! <laughs> wear a little sailor hat. If you're Donald Duck in it, you're wearing a little sailor hat, my friend. If you're Donald Duck in it, you are a classy half nude. Mm. You're like you're like a, f- uh, a, a a firefighter's calendar for charity at the end of the year. If you're Porky Pig in it, you got a weird corkscrew penis, and you should probably see a doctor. That's true. Get that straightened Th- out. That that being the case. How do we know that Porky Pig isn't always hanging out and he's just turning his head around, walking around, pretending that he's backwards? Well, pig, it is a little known fact that pigs can, in fact, turn their heads 180 degrees. Like a, like an owl? Like an owl, but... In a way. The fuck is this show about? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to Big Damn Cast, nerdy news, geeky gossip, or whatever constitutes or equals both of them in this climate for popular culture. I am Chris. I believe in a thing called Love Johnson. And I am a mighty princess forged in the heat of battle. I am no man. (laughs) Um, Hello, beautiful boy. How are you feeling today? I'm all right. You know, in, in our our state mandated separation, it's cold. <laughs> I've been to work. God, it's it. That's how about cold it. is it? How cold is it at work? Because you were in sort of like your own space. Yeah, so I mean, no the body's the, generating heat. The warehouse is quite nicely uh, climate controlled, so I don't really have to worry about that. All that sweet, it's just sweet cold in the mornings. Sweet, sweet billionaire villain money is going to something, <laughs> yeah. at least. Because yeah. all, all I'm really doing is going from the house to the car, and from the car to the FC, and then from the FC to the car, and then from the car to the house. Like, I don't spend much time outside at all. What are you lunching on at the moment? Are you a sandwich boy still? Uh, sometimes I'm a sandwich boy, sometimes I'm a leftovers boy. Oh, it depends. It depends on the, what there are is. There, are there the facilities to reheat the leftovers? There are facilities your, to reheat the leftovers. Yes. In your in your staff singular room. In my staff. <laughs> no, it's just there's just less chairs. That's all. This is where the staff avoid each other. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. But probably not um, enough. Um. <laughs> I'm a cake boy. Today I had a sausage sandwich for lunch at like one o'clock. Oh, that's the life. And then my meal whilst doing taxes and and tech um, runs has been uh, cakes, leftover birthday cakes, uh, which is cupcakes. And um, oh, birthday cakes plural. You got cupcakes instead of big cake. Well, well, lovely, lovely man Adam, aka the Muffin Man, um, brought Uh, on Costco muffins on Sunday. And then on Monday, on Sunday night, Lucy cooked a blondie. Uh, but the what blondie, was the name? I said the same thing. I said, hey. I said, "I'm making a blondie," and I said, "What is what is her or his name?" <laughs> and she 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 contradicted by saying, "Uh, their name." 
<laughs> blondie. And I was like, you, okay, do you know what? Completely, completely valid. Practice what you preach. Don't be so black and white. Absolutely. Yeah. Also, it is a cake, right? Good. Can I fucking eat the cake, please? Can I eat um, the cake? So Let me eat, eat the that cake. cake. Um, uh, uh, respect the crawler and tame the donut. Yes. And she, yeah, she, uh, she, it was a subterfuge blondie. It was, it was a decoy blondie. A decoy blondie. Cause it'd be my birthday the next day. She went, um, I've got you a, uh, I've made you, I hope you don't mind. I've made you a blondie for your birthday cake. Like you wish you having a blondie cause I know how much you really like them. And I was like, I'm not, uh, why are you apologizing? I am happy for that. that yes, is a ju- a ju- I am a, okay with this. A jubilant sensation. A jubilation, if you will. A hubilation, if this were the Grinch <laughs> that stole Christmas. A hullabaloobilation. A hullabaloobilation. A hullabaloobilation. River. Um, I didn't sing Moon River, so we can't be sued. Uh, <laughs> it, it was a decoy, because last night she surprised me with a plethora of... Um, of of iced cupcakes instead. But where did she hide them? Inside the blondie. Ah! <laughs> Could you imagine you cut the blondie up and all these cakes pour out? So I've I've got those uh, cupcakes. I've got muffins, and I've got a blondie. And I think I might die, but it also will keep me fed for the next few days. No, I think you should enjoy your cake. I will bathe in cake. What else is there to enjoy? <laughs> Exactly. Like, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I will be honest. In my early 20s, I was like, when I turn 30, I just want life to be cake and, and booze. Yeah. And I was being flippant, but now I'm like, it's actually the best outcome. Yeah. <laughs> it is actually the best outcome. I've there turned 30 and I'm surrounded by cake time. and Jack Daniels. That's I'm fine with that. I'm okay. okay with that. So, yeah. So now that I'm in the fourth decade, what wisdom have you got for me? There is no wisdom here. Oh, the thing was about that the get- true lesson. The thing about getting older, Chris, is that you think you're gonna know what you're doing at some point, and there's for everyone I've talked to, no one does. Yeah, yeah. There are just some people who are better at pretending, pretending. than others. Yeah. Um. <gasps> oh, that's our political commentary for the week, everyone. Yeah. 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 Gag, Indeed. Gag, 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 gag. Um, Thoughts. So, <laughs> you remember those places where we used to go and watch films? <laughs> oh, um, I think they were called the the picture houses. The picture houses. Yeah, the speakies. Yeah, the yeah <laughs> the speakies. Um, we that's got what call, that's what they'll call them when people sneak into cinemas. Yeah, to watch films on, well, who've got the keys to an Odeon and they're just sneaking into watch <laughs> stuff. The keys a pandemic. to an Odeon. There's a ticket for the speakie. <laughs> Come on, <speakie. laughs> Fat Sam's speaky. There it is. Speak, yeah. speak difficult. Um, well, <laughs> we got a little speak difficult. <laughs> we got a little. <laughs> we got good. a little trailer for uh, very good. A, a a a sort of quiet independent drama that we're getting at some point <laughs> this year, <laughs> which we should have got last year, but was delayed because yeah. of you know the pandemic. Yeah, because originally this was meant to be like out like just under a year after the previous yeah. instalment, which was a pretty impressive window of release considering yeah. the amount of money on screen. Well, well, yeah, and mm. you know it looks like they spent some of that money having a lot of fun because Godzilla versus Kong uh, showed the, its showed its whole ass. The fourth uh, in instalment public. in Warner Brothers kaiju verse monster is that what they're calling it? They call, it's called the MonsterVerse, yeah. Okay. Um, get there before Universal finally gets their shit together. 
correctly. Yeah, quite. <laughs> well done, Warners. Um, um, it is, of so, course, a sequel to 2014's Godzilla and 2016's Kong Skull Island. And, 2017. 20, and 2019's, 2019's Godzilla, Godzilla King, King of, of Monsters. Monsters. So if you want to watch them chronologically in order of the... Story, folks, go watch Kong Skull Island, Godzilla, Godzilla King of the Monsters, and then this bad boy. Um, but it also looks like it's because Kong and Godzilla are seared into the public consciousness, uh, like you know the the shower scene of Psycho. Yeah, they are <laughs> movie icons. Yeah, like they're just people know people get the gist. Yeah, um, it looks like you don't need to have seen any of them to get this i mean not like any of them have a particularly involved plot or narrative kong's about people like, on an island and there's a giant ape yeah the godzilla films are about people running from a giant lizard or the things the giant lizard is fighting yeah there's your plot um that being said before we go into thoughts on the trailer yeah where did we stand pre this trailer because i I've I've still not watched Godzilla twenty fourteen all the way through, and I know that I I don't plan to. I rewatched um, it again early on in lockdown, and I I still like that movie quite a lot. Like, yeah, there isn't that much Godzilla in it, but I think it does a really good job of sort of mythologizing him, and then when he does turn up, he wrecks some shit. Hmm. Um, Lou's a bit, Lou, Lou was a fan of it, but she she's a huge fan of the, of the the OG, like the mm. original, um, and and what it means and what it represented and and like all of that good shit. Um, whereas uh, myself, I I grew up with knowledge of Godzilla, but yeah, but the but only Godzilla I re- the only Godzilla, Godzilla I really had was the the American Roland Emmerich one, um. Which ain't good, folks. Uh, but very meme-worthy. Uh, and is incredibly confusing and distracting if you look away from the TV at any one second, because suddenly you're like, hang on, is The Simpsons on? Yeah. It's really, really weird. Um, but, yeah, so, so I, I, the 2014 one, for me, I was just like, oh, cool, let's see how they pull it off now. Oh, they it's not about Godzilla, really. I'm not how to draw. Well, it is, but I get what yeah. you mean. It's from the ground level. Yeah. Um, but I think I think I was I don't know some about it was like it's the Dead Island situation. The trailer told me one thing. What I heard about the film, I was like, oh, it's a different thing. Remember that initial trailer of the the soldiers gliding down. Yeah, that is and in the film. The clouds, the clouds parting and landing on the back of this thing. I was like, oh, that's terrifying. That's the, that is the climax of the film. Like that is the beginning of the third act. Yeah. But, so like it is that is it, you weren't lied to by the trailer from that in that no, respect. No, no, no. no I, just, I just I think tonally that was the film I was thinking, and then and then Lucy saw it, and I was like, "What did you think?" And she went, "Well, they kill off the best actor in the first fifteen minutes, and uh, <laughs> it, it needed just a bit more of Godzilla because at the moment I feel like I feel like it was. She said she felt like Godzilla was held back too much. Like, do you know what I mean? There, there could mm. be just more of him. Um, Although she absolutely adores any time he uses his bloody atomic breath, including the bit where he like holds open the mouth of the bat thing and just oh, breathes yeah. down his neck. That's very um, cool. Uh, 
Uh, Skull Island, I've really wanted to watch. Uh, in the before times, my brother said he'd lend me the Blu-ray. Oh, you've not seen Skull um, Island? Still not seen it. And, and I keep I keep forgetting to search for it periodically on streaming services because I know it's popped up on some for a yeah, bit and gone yeah. away. And, uh, and, and I, I've heard it's very nihilistic. Like, it's just... This is... A p- ideal film for a kid who ever played monsters with their toys, where something would just <laughs> kill everyone off and be horrible, and, and yeah, it, and that's what it's about. It's don't like, you like, get you're too like to anyone. You're like spiders disguised as bamboo. Yeah, this is the film for you. And I'm it's, like, okay, I'll get around to it. <laughs> it's good. It's 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 a, it's a lot of fun, and it yeah. is it is got it has got teeth, so to yeah. speak. Sure, that's um, that's the draw for me. I w- I do want to see it. Um. And then King of the Monsters, we we were, I think we were split on it. I like, pretty much down the middle. I love King of the Monsters. You adored it, I and love I had it. and I and I had the right opinion. Uh, and again, no, having having rewatched it re- like early on in lockdown <laughs> when it was on Now TV, like I still love King of the Monsters. It's <laughs> so stupid, but it's just it it just commits to the silliness and the the sort of thunderous. Um, absurdity of all this shit that's going down and I just had a fucking blast with it um, and if if this is if Godzilla vs. Kong is, is more of the same I am all the way in well I think that's where I stand because I, I didn't enjoy King of the Monsters because I felt like it was finally giving us that big kaiju Power Rangers third act like punch up that my inner child was ready to watch yeah but then kept distracting us with a really shit human storyline. And not in like a, oh, this is getting in the way of the fun bits, as in a, why have they given this the airtime between the fun bits? This is an awful human storyline. I don't know. You've got got incredibly capable actors delivering lines that feel like draft 0.5, never mind draft 1. That's just, again, that's just how I felt with it. It it worked well enough for me as, as connective tissue. Yeah, it. I, I think for you, is it your? Oh, that's where I top up my drink moments. Like I could, I'll listen. No, I'll listen to that. it. I'm just I'll like, listen to it, but I'm eating my snacks. Like it's, <laughs> like it's no worse than anything you get in a fucking episode of seventies Doctor Who. You know what I mean? Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. There's, some, there's some there's some pretty great, pretty great incidental it's, between it's, the monster bullshit it's moments better, in seventies Doctor it's Who. It's better than anything in Ambassadors of Death, for example. You know what I mean? Hey. It's not like it's not like it's the fucking. Right. Okay, I have a feel. I feel that this podcast has become too anti-ambassadors of death in the last year, and I have to say, unwarranted. There are much um, worse off storylines than ambassadors of death. That uh, being said, I completely get what you mean yeah, in terms like, of like, oh, can we get to the bit where we find out what the zombies in the spacesuits are? Yeah, now, please? like it's not. It's not like. D- does Joe? Ha- does Joe? Does uh, Liz have to be put in a cell three times in a row in this yeah. episode? Can we move on now? Yeah, I just I don't know. I like it's, it's not, also the fact that I'm not uh, I'm not like big on Millie Bobby Brown and stuff. There's some act uh, in the way where like the rest of the world thinks they're incredible. I'm like, yeah, I, I want to. Yeah, they're very talented. I just I don't know. I just don't know if this role showing off any anything in particular that makes me go. I want to spend time with this character. Hence my slight reservation about the human storyline in this one. I'm there's great cast members lined well, up. For yeah, it. it's all like a lot of the leads from. King of the Monsters are returning, so like but, Billy Bobby Brown. So, yeah. but I'm, but but again, the, I I liked I just liked that stuff a lot more. I mean, yeah, it was cheesy and yeah, it was kind of disposable, but everyone was kind of bought in. 
Yeah. Like everyone knew what kind of everyone knew what they were making. Everyone knew yeah. what Godzilla King of the Monsters. No one was pretending they were in like a prestige movie. And I think it does have some of the most impressive um scenes from like this genre in it. Like in terms of the execution and how oh, they look yeah. when it comes to monster just monster on monster fights. Um But this is where we come to the trailer for Godzilla vs. Kong cause I thought the I thought the fight against King Ghidorah at the end of King of the Monsters was kind of fun, but if, <laughs> you know, it reminded me of a hell of a lot, weirdly. The final act of Batman v Superman, because it was just so fucking dreary looking. It just looked I get, so yeah, dreary. I get that. And there was I get it, monsters smashed the buildings, there's gonna be debris, there's gonna be dust clouds, but I wanna see the three-headed thunder dragon getting punched what? getting punched by the thick lizard boy. I felt that's like we what saw I wanna see. Plenty of him. And also, well, we, you know. Well, we're gonna see more this time. Oh yeah, well. I'm already despite my reservations. This trailer tickles me in a very special, very basic place. I mean, the fact that as soon as like the sort of fifty cuffs begin, we get a sort of a- attitude-filled sort of hit, like angry hip-hop Godzilla's track. I'm like rambles onto the top of a, a of a we, submarine water base, yeah, and Kong punches him in his tiny head. And then the beat drops. Which is weird to think. And then we're like, okay, Godzilla's this is head the tone looks tiny for. compared to something. Well, and yeah, that thing he's got, is, is Kong's fists. He's, he's fucking bottom heavy, isn't he? He's got a big, he's got a lot of junk in his trunk. And now we understand the game plan all along. This yeah. is why Kong in Skull Island was the biggest fucking King Kong yet. But he's, of course, he's fully grown here. So he's bigger now than he was mm. in Skull Island. He's a um, he's chunk boy. He's a large. Um, the ape thing that man. has me excited, and you're right, the mixing of that music is is superb. <laughs> it's the thing just... that's got me excited is uh, the shots of them in the clearly what's going to be Act Three. In yeah, this, yeah, in yeah. this neon cityscape, like no building is dull. Every building is a goddamn like uh, Joel Schumacher gang member in a Batman movie, neon colored nightmare. Yeah, it which is ma- just which makes me think vibrant. Of, which makes me think of Pacific Rim and that makes me happy. The first Pacific Rim. Yes. <laughs> oh, I mean, yes. uh, and again, the second Pacific Rim made me quite happy, even though it was a bit crap because it was like King of the Monsters in that everyone knew exactly what kind of movie they was made. They were making. No one was taking it that seriously. And it was a lot of fun. Giant things punching giant things. Yeah, let's do the giant thing punch. Um, highlights: Kong punching Godzilla's tiny pea head on top of the sub. Yeah, looks great. The fact the trailer is three minutes plus in length and makes you wait over a minute and a half to see the boys on screen together in the trailer. Oh, like those the first boys. half of the trailer is it's a Kong film. It's a Kong film. It's a film about King Kong. It's a Kong movie. What's that fin? It's a Kong film. The fuck is that in the water? It's a Kong film. It's holy shit, Godzilla's here! <laughs> like, oh my god, look at it scraping its way onto the ship. Um, yeah, it's it's. Mm, I'm interested how that set piece goes because if Kong's in the water, he's pretty screwed, right? Surely, you'd think. And it looks like there's some questing as well. Uh, do you know what it's? Do you know what it's reminding me of a lot, actually, from the bit where you see him, Kong like, investigating that bloody. Uh, cavern and the handprint on the wall and and then and him fighting a bunch of other sort of skull island sized beasties as yeah. well um the, What's that? The, it's giving me vibes from did you do you remember in the mid 2000s early to mid 2000s the kong animated series 
I do not remember that at all. So it was in the same vein as the Godzilla the series, which and, was great, which was amazing. Uh, for those for those who are a bit younger and everything, the late nineties, early two thousands saw sort of the natural evolution of the eighties, early nineties toyetic cartoons, where it was yeah. like, "Here's a toy, and we're going to make a cartoon about it." You masters of the universe, you Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, leading into all the knockoffs like bloody Street Sharks and Skeleton Warriors and all that Like that was, you know, that that's that that's where that kind of went, and then petered out in the 90s and then toward the end of the 90s they started doing animated adaptations of films again but not just any films films that were sort of not for kids but could be watched by kids yeah so men in black the animated series which is fucking excellent um Evolution, which again, evolution's fine. Evolution is Ghostbusters three, basically. It's yeah, it's I like not, I like evolution. It's not as sharp, but it's really fun. Um, and something Lucy and I quote often: if one of us makes or hears a bird sound, as the other one goes, I think we've established that <laughs> and tucky tucky don't work. Um, All I know, Jane's been excellent in that movie. Yeah, and nearly every time I use Head and Shoulders, I can't help but smile and think this'd kill a monster. So, you know, this product placement could kill a monster. Um, so Evolution the Animated Series is great. And, and what made these shows distinct was that they were kind of scary and a bit gross. Like yeah. the animation style was dirty to look at. Yeah. Um, Men in Black, especially, the body horror in that show is superb. Like, it's so horrible, and they get away with it because, eh, it's a cartoon. Eh. And, like, three, four years prior, Fox Kids are making sure that all cartoons remove guns and replace them with laser beams. And that, <laughs> and that their heroes can't punch anyone. Like, go back, folks, and watch Spider-Man the Animated Series from the 90s. Uh, better advice, don't. But if you do, take a shot whenever Spidey punches someone. Oh, what's that? You're not drunk after four seasons? There you go. <laughs> because that's how they that's how they censored that stuff it was really weird and yet in the late 90s there seemed to be the shift of well as long as the thing that they're hitting or that's exploding is an alien then <laughs> we're all right that's fine and it's like okay so evolution people are mutating in men in black when they're transforming from aliens it's not like flash of light and suddenly the, the skies disappears it's like they'll burst yeah. out and ooze into this new shape they'll get shot by the noisy cricket and explode everywhere um christ there's a there's a mini sequel to the film in the show where you find out that men in black the film was a film made and released to hush up rumors yeah about the mib and make people think it's just like a, a, a film starring Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, uh, whilst the real J&K deal with the return of the Edgar bug because it was based on a real case, and D'Onofrio reprises the role. It's weird. Amazing. But Godzilla the Animated Series came out of that too. It was a way to kind of apologise for the Roland Emmerich movie, and it did an amazing job because it basically brought like the world of Godzilla and its legacy into that context. In a in a sort of DC, you know, post crisis reboot version of, <laughs> of of the Godzilla canon. So like you know, Mothra shows up, Ghidorah shows up, Rodan, all of that appear within it. The characters from the movie are heavily redesigned and not voiced by their film uh, performers. And the Godzilla in it is the baby from the post credits of the ninety eight film, which means at some point a shady organization, because of course. 
resurrect the corpse of the first one with cybernetic implants, giving that show its version of Mechagodzilla. Sure. They did some cool shit. Some of this bled over into the 2000s a bit, and one of those shows was Kong, the animated series. Which yeah, essentially, I'm, I'm looking this up now because I've never seen this before. And all that. Essentially, it was a knockoff of the Godzilla animated series because it was a team of explorers work together with Kong to fight ancient evil threats and, and temple creatures and poachers and you know uh, actual freaking warlocks who are using you know these cursed things to so basically it was a monster of the week show where this team of humans worked together with kong um and it was pretty fun like it it got a run on sky one in the uk and it was it was pretty decent like just action monster cartoon for a saturday Hmm. morning um and that's what this kind of reminds me of because it looks like the humans are working with or at least monitoring kong yeah there's a there's a little girl who seems to have some kind of bond with kong and also like the Um, end of the last film it's like godzilla's defeated gidderus now godzilla is the head of the monsters like and that's how it's meant to be and you see that he goes around the world fighting some and the others bow to him and gather around and all this and in that in the credits of king of the monsters you see a headline saying like skull island activity seismic activity spotted on skull island so you're like okay <laughs> and it looks like it, it the, the trailer suggesting that godzilla's doing the naughty yes. godzilla our hero from the last two well from the last godzilla film really and that's kind of it um it, it is is causing more destruction than they predicted and they're going to use kong to fight it like okay sure whoever okay. wins we go oh fuck but that's a lot of property damage also um maybe they have a kind of feud like kong and godzilla's species have fought before yeah so there's there's okay. some of that okay okay um I I I I'm excited. Yeah, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm, in a I'm way, I'm surprised by. <clears throat> I'm surprised that I'm excited for it, but I, I think it is really, uh, really is just to do with the fact that it looks like it could be so much fun. Maybe though, and I, and I don't mean this in a in a put down way for it. Maybe I'm just excited because I haven't seen anything in a cinema for forever. I so mean, the notion of of maybe seeing this in a cinema is just making me very excited to see it. I don't you know. Say, you say that, but I'm not excited about a lot of stuff. <laughs> As a rule, so I don't get excited about many things. <laughs> but this, this I could fuck with. I could, I could fuck with Kong. So that's yeah. Matt lowering his trousers and Porky Pig in it for the rest yeah. of the show. <laughs> dirty that. It's fucking dirty that, what you said there. That's so it's that. out at some point. It's out in the year. future. Probably. Will we will we get it on demand in the UK? Maybe. Do you remember how with Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four we got like no news or guidance, and then it just appeared on like Sky and now TV and well, it, Amazon to rent one day without any warning. It's like, it oh, was, oh, I guess we can rent it now. It was released in cinemas over here over Christmas, but none of them were open. Yeah. So. So if you were if you did live near a cinema that was open, <laughs> you could have gone and seen it at the cinema, and then you would have been. In a cinema for two and a half hours going, I could do a pause in it and making a brew now. 
Because talking there's a talking lot of to my left. talking to my partner about the fuck is this movie? What's it doing? I don't understand. I don't get it. I, uh, I'm still reeling from that movie. I'm well, just like, what was it about? It'll it'll come up again later. Um, oh but, boy! So I guess the only thing left to do now is to do our weekly one division watch. Yes. Oh, episode three. Episode Spoilers. three. Spoilers for one division episode three, aka the one where the show went. Oh yeah, we should we should probably we should probably start to explain things a little bit. <laughs> well, well, explains a strong word. Very true. Um. But this imply week, more of what's going on. Let's, this week we're in Brady way. Bunch territory, early 70s vibes. It's about a family. Wanda's pregnant and Vision is like getting nervous about the babies. Uh, more so than Wanda, because it seems that uh, she's pregnant at an accelerated rate that a, over the course a, of the episode gets quicker and quicker and quicker. It's a day-long um, pregnancy, essentially. Yeah, it's your standard sci-fi superhero wacky alien comedy trope of oh she's pregnant oh the baby's due today now oh what are we gonna do um, and you know it it again it feels very familiar not just in the way it looks I loved loved the painted backgrounds in the driveway mm. the matte paintings that were obviously matte paintings very much like the studio really stuff good. from that time in 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 um opposition to the 60s and 50s stuff where they would film outside and they do exterior stuff and cut it together yeah. in the studios they're just like the 70s they're like it's easier and cheaper to just build the driveway in the studio let's just build the driveway in the studio yeah um which gave it another look like it looked more like it was grainier sort of a filmier vibe it's the first mm. episode in full color um <laughs> oh uh, I oh the moment she was like yeah when little Tommy comes around I was like they're not <laughs> they're not and then Vision's like oh, I was thinking Billy Willie they are I was like they're fucking going there they are Young Avengers fans rejoice rejoice for Speed and Wiccan exist in the MCU they are here <laughs> they are real. I don't oh, quite well, fathom it. Well, are, are they? they real? Yeah, but are, are they? they real? That is the question. Uh, they've at least been name-checked. Because um, well, Wanda gives birth to twins. Again, in true comedy trope fashion. One comes out, they all settle. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, ah! they're like, oh, no, there's another baby. Oh, what are we going to do? It, it's all sitcom ahoy. Like, she, her contractions are causing her to sort of warp reality in tiny little ways. Like, the sprinklers going off in everyone's house. And... The stalk painting in the in the nursery comes alive and gets up to animal shenanigans and aren't we having a gay old time? Isn't this lovely? E- and, it, and then she yeah. mentions that she was a twin, and she mentions that she had a brother, and that's when their neighbour goes. He was killed by Ultron, wasn't he? And suddenly everything just went real fucking. Well, tense. there's a wonderful moment earlier in the episode <laughs> where it where oh, visions yeah. explaining something and then it just snap cuts back to the start He's, of the conversation. He starts to sort of talk about things things are things are some things aren't quite adding up here. And, yeah. and he's not he's not in like a where am I? He's in just like don't you find it odd that this, that and the other and la 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 and la la Don't you find it odd that no no oh well at least with it, I just like, well, hang on, did it just it just cut back twenty seconds? Yeah, 
And then there's Lucy as well when we're watching it. Notice there's a couple of other bits where it just sort of flash frames something else very briefly, as though there was a, a a cut in the frame, sort of emulating some choppy editing that you can see slip through the net in some uh, studio programming from the seventies. Yeah. yeah. But it was like I wonder if anyone's freeze framed those bits just to see if there's not something else in the frame. Or... I'm going to check because oh good lord that was eerie. And again, it's Paul Bettany's. Delivery, it's just so mm. freakish. Because in that shot, you don't even see Elizabeth Olsen. No. Like they, they, she's, it's from over her shoulder. So they don't even, like... It's not even like we have an end of episode two moment where she goes, no, and everything reverts back to a couple minutes earlier. It, it's like, Wanda's doing this. Wanda is... Wanda, or at least Wanda's powers, are in charge of what is happening. Oh, God. And the implication that... Maybe all the neighbours, the co-stars, like, you know, who who looked down the barrel of the camera when it cut to the, the cutaway with Emma Caulfield and her mustachioed husband, and he delivered his punchline down the barrel of the camera, which mm. is a trope of, of these sitcoms for cutaway gags. But it was just sort of like, now, after the stuff toward the end, I'm like, is that deliberate for a different reason? Is that where we're going with this? Because you have the neighbour, he's trimming the hedge... And then he gets to the stone wall and he just keeps trimming down. Just keeps on trimming. And then he and Agnes later on are saying to Vision, like, um, I'm trying to remember that. I'm trying to remember the, the, the name of, of the character that wanders with. Um, we know it's, we know it's um, Geraldine. Geraldine. I was going to say, we know it's, we know Geraldine. it's Monica Rambeau, but like when Geraldine is, they're like, she's, she's not in there. She's like, she's just new in town and, you know, she, she no no partner or, or kid, and Vision's like, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, yeah, it's just... no home. And you saw mm. like, what does? Oh, okay, what? Huh? And it makes you wonder whether or not they're parts of Wanda's subconscious, sort of trying to signal that this isn't right, or whether or not they're also in there for a reason, or they're being held hostage there. Yeah, it it. The end just... of this episode suddenly made you think that maybe maybe the villain of this has been here the entire time. Maybe. And our our fondness for these characters is blinding us to the notion that maybe this isn't a show about someone doing something to Wanda. Mm. Maybe this is a show about Wanda making a very bad decision. Um... Yeah, I, I, oh, Elizabeth Olsen was terrifying in the closing minutes of this. Yes, she was. Really freaking scary. Because it, it, she leads to it. Like, she has a moment where she, she suddenly reminisces about Pietro. And she starts singing a lullaby to her children in Sokovian. Mm. And that's when, uh, what, sorry, what, what, what's, what's her guys again called? The, 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 the neighbor. What's, what's her guys? Uh, Geraldine. Uh, Geraldine. That's not Geraldine. And that's when Geraldine starts to probe. And it's done in the, her delivery is so good because it's done in that way where like you're trying to be very gentle with maybe like a someone who's gone through trauma and you just you're trying to sort of talk to them, but you don't want to, you know, just outright state something really think it's just sort of like you, your brother was killed by Ultron, wasn't he? Like mm. that kind of like, isn't that right? And it that was because then, you know, you, you kind of saw Olsen's face go from that like, yeah, I the fuck did you say? Oh, <laughs> like the transformation into like, we don't talk about that. And she's like, oh, oh God. This was great. This yeah. was really, 
uncomfortable to watch. Uh, all culminating in her expelling, quote-unquote, Geraldine. And the aspect ratio of the whole thing changing. Yeah, between this and The Mandalorian, Disney are having some real fun with aspect ratio changes. Mm. And, like, using them in, like, interesting ways. Yeah. It, as opposed to something like uh, Dark Knight, where it just changes. It just happens, yeah. And here, it's like, oh, this was in IMAX, ah, full frame, <laughs> ah, full frame. And now it's not. Um, but yeah, they're, kinda, they're It's kind of nice doing... that this one was done, it, it's diegetic as well. It's yes. like, yeah, the, we want you to notice this yes. as we shift into Westview in the real world, which appears to not even be a town or maybe a town that was there. And now is surrounded by these devices mm. that Geraldine gets launched out of before presumably sword, which again, like there's there's a giveaway. She's wearing a necklace with a sword in it, and and Wanda spots that and is like, "Who are you?" And it's like, "Oh shit!" Um, as the as the, you know, all the uh, men in black and all the vans rock up to monitor the situation. You're like the. F- but I think where 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 do you stand on what you think might be happening at this point? Because I think I think we were kind of on track last week with where this could be going. I think if Sword are involved, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that Wanda's messing with some alien hoodoo. Hoodoo? You do. Do what? Remind me of the babe. <laughs> um uh, so, I saw my wonder. Uh, uh, hence the involvement yeah. of sword. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of she's not quite in control. Mm. So I'm not. How 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 mm. much of the sort of how that's affected other people? I think remains to be seen. But I think maybe it's some kind of alien uh, influence or fantasy machine mm. that sort of as turning itself back turned her own sort of powers and fantasies back on itself and these other people have got trapped in it somehow yeah i um, mean yeah <laughs> yes that is oh god the whole thing's so fucking freaky yeah and and, it, and it's a lot of people be like oh shut up it's really soft core it's like yeah because it's this is like introduction to freaky weird trippy shit for kids yeah which is kind of making it extra creepy because it's like you know a kid's going to watch this. These things make you feel quite safe and comfortable. Mm. Not today. We're not going to let you feel comfortable today. We want you to be unnerved when this stuff happens. We want you to be unnerved when the music subtly shifts pitch downwards and sort of warps ever so slightly. The use of Daydream Believer was excellent. Obviously, it's sort of We got a taste of that in the trailer, but the, the way it was used at the end of this. Mm. How to make the monkeys creepy. Step one. Ah! <laughs> like, here it is. It's like, oh, God. Just pitch everything down a semitone. Um, Another I, Hydra reference in the out, uh, the advert as well. Yeah, there's lots of Hydra going on. There's... Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so they're probably involved somehow. Well, it said because it, it, it was talking about like unlocking your unlocking your potential or whatever. Yeah. It's like Hydra struck her, referenced last time. Hydra were the ones to experiment on Pietro and Wanda and bring powers out of them. Also, it's the same because that, that's people. the whole idea, isn't it? It's like yeah. the power in 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 them that the 
the the mind stone like has uh, I think that's the implication developed yeah. which is not unlike mutants which marvel now um, owns so yeah, the idea of it like it's a everyone has the x gene is just more prominent in others and mutates into something i i also think it's interesting that it's the same two people in the adverts every time yeah that's really eerie i think they're part if they are indeed trapped then they're just a part of it like they're, they're a part of this thing too. yeah and i i kind of hope if 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 everyone who's in there is real and is sort of being forced to go along with it, that we have some kind of horrid revelation at some point of where they're all kept when they're not on screen. Yeah, that's because the that's advert people only come like, out once once an episode for like thirty seconds. How much? Disappear. Yeah, how much of an existence do they have, quote unquote, off screen? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, no, they must have some kind of because. Vision interrupts Agnes and oh yeah, but, talking. But then but they're were also they... in in Vision and Wanda's drive. Yeah, they're in the vicinity of the action. Vision's there, so they're there now. But also, also, um, Agnes has the whole sitcom trope of the 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 spouse you never see for the neighbor character. Mm. And what's to say that there is there even is a husband? What's to say that there isn't a husband? There is a husband, but. They're part of this whole arrangement, and they're locked away, or they're, you know, I don't know. It's just the end of this is filled my head with the thought of like, oh shit, is Wanda the antagonist, uh, the the antagonist of this show? Is that where we're going with this? I think it Wanda, probably is where we're going. Wanda's with it, actually but... the villain. Wanda's the villain of the piece, being manipulated by something else. And... Yeah, I think there's definitely some manipulation going on of her, <laughs> or like a loss of control. But yeah, I'm just interested to see where it goes. Like theorizing is all well and good and can be fun, but I just, I just really want oh, to see yeah. where it goes. It's all, it's all, it's I all am... speculation, folks. Till we actually see a damn thing. But I've got to say, not many shows have have made me want to sort of pick at them so much as this one has for a long time. Well, it is, you know, it, it, it's setting up a mystery. That's part of the appeal of it and part of what it is actually trying to do. Um, yeah, so. I'm still enjoying it. And your game, bruh. Your game. Nice nice half hour episodes so far, mm. more or less. So decent little chunks of uh of weirdness for a Saturday morning at the moment. Fun chunks. Just good times. Um let's do fun some emails. We've had some emails. Fun chunks. That's so horrid, sorry. Mmm, <laughs> fun chunks. Mmm. Tasty fun chunks. My favourite cereal. Um <laughs> Sorry. Don't do that. <laughs> we we've had an we've had an email from the man, the legend, Tom Monte, for the what? first time in a lot, for the first time since the last time. Mm. Um, <laughs> so was that, was that Keeks laughing? Yeah, or was that a, or was some, that a fart? Sometimes I make a giggle. Sometimes <laughs> I just, I just heard her mm, on my end, and I couldn't make, quite tell. She makes me work for him, but sometimes I do get a little giggle out of her. You work um, hard for the giggle. It's either a giggle or a sigh, and I never know <laughs> until. Until until the words finish leaving my mouth. Um, <laughs> so, this one comes in from Tom Monte. Tom! Monte. Yes! Um, <laughs> it says, Dear Chris and Matt, I apologise for not writing in for a while, and so you should. I hope you <laughs> both had a wonderful respective birthday and had lots of cake. Yes. Yeah, I've had quite a rough past consumed. few months. 
sorry to hear that, Tom. Hope you're feeling much better. But after listening to your Revolution of the Daleks episode, I felt a sudden urge to once again poke my head into the wonderful land of Big Dam. Big Dumland. Big Dumland. Um, it's somewhere in somewhere in Australia. Uh, I believe when I last wrote in, I was beginning my adventures in classic whoo, and had just watched Tomb of the Cybermen. Since then, I've made it to the Sea Devils, so not much progress. Lol. Um, it was a bit of a chore to watch, and I'm wondering if it's worth my time. I just really want to get a feel for each of the classic Doctors, and I've enjoyed all of them so far. Trout and probably my favourite. But it's just hard for me to get through with how dated it is. Don't try and watch them. We'll get, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, I think last time you recommended your favourite serials to watch for the first and second Doctors, and I found this really helpful. What are the best third and fourth Doctor serials from season 10 onwards that you would recommend for someone who doesn't want to watch too much? Um, I agree with a lot of what you said about Revolution of the Daleks. It felt a lot like Fugitive of the Jadoon where Chibs forced way too much into one episode, and I think Captain Jack was completely and utterly wasted. Uh, the only Doctor Who related thing that I enjoyed over New Year's was the news that Whittaker will supposedly be leaving after Series 13. Boo! Um, questions? T- Tom, not a fan, then. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of that. Of that um, the only thing I enjoyed... Was the news that she would be leaving, or she might be leaving? Come news, on, news come fla- on! News flash, Tom and folks. That won't quote unquote improve the show. No, uh, which to be fair, Jody, Jody's not the weak link in the current show. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think she's a weak link. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, the actor, what the thoughts- actors can only do what they've been told to do and say. So there we go. Oh, so now we have to answer four questions about this speculation. Oh. Aren't we lucky? Um, oh. What were your thoughts on this speculation and how likely do you think this is? I got the impression that it's all but confirmed. Uh, I mean... All but confirmed is not a thing. Because something is either confirmed. something is either confirmed or it isn't. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, I, know it's, I know it's a turn of phrase that basically means like we're getting an awful lot of evidence that something and announcements on the horizon is. It's all but yeah. confirmed. But it's like... No, 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 no. Um... Three seasons is about right for Bob yeah. and Who. So I don't, yeah, I don't it wouldn't surprise me, but at the same time, I, I don't. Is she leaving, or is she staying? I don't care. Personally, I'd like more Jodie. Um, there, that's my. I would thoughts. also like more Joe Martin. So, well, that's that. That's suggesting that Joe Martin would be the next Doctor, which I don't think she is, or would be. I hope she is when the time comes but i don't want to spend the duration of jody's the remaining duration of jody's tenure wondering how that's gonna happen i, I honestly i would think rather enjoy really wanna... more adventures with the 13th doctor i'd i'd happily watch another two three four seasons with jody in the lead because i want to see what she's like with different writers and different yeah. combos and different companions yeah um i and also more 13 in Yas, please. Um, but, like, I maintain that the best way to give the show a kick up the ass and shake it up is to cast multiple Doctors and turn each season into an yeah. anthology show. 
Yeah. So you don't know which doctor you're going to get from week to week. Yeah. Well, when shit like the Radio Times exists, they're always going to be like, well, coming up in this week's well, one, we've not, got not, this. But you know like, what I mean? Uh, you're not, like, you're not yeah. getting a season of one. You're just getting like cherry. Or even have even have the companion be the constant. And then the episodes sort of be bookended with them being picked up and dropped off by different versions of the Doctor. Yeah. Something like that, but have some sort of comp- but not like a, ch- have the a Charlie a Charlie Pollard kind of uh, yeah. kind of deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if it's true, do you think the BBC will not officially announce it till it happens and we'll have our first prize generation ever? Um, no, it'll no, be if it is happening, it'll, it'll be, be announced ahead news. of time because they have, to, they have to do it ahead of time and they have to get people excited for what's next yeah. and let people know and blah blah blah. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. it's they it, it can't keep it secret. The just only of the, the way only the TV thing works. The only thing they could keep secret is who takes on the role they couldn't keep secret that the regeneration's happening because they need the viewers they like when it yeah. comes to those last those last stories they want people to know so that they all tune in it's and based on the filming conditions they could keep the next person secret but at the same time if they keep the next person secret that implies it's somebody that everybody knows already because of level of fame or yeah. exposure or whatever which kind of takes away from it because you're not watching a new doctor appear you're going Oh, it's such a body from that thing that I watched before. Yeah, and that's you yeah. know, that's, if it's someone, if it's yeah. someone who's already like a huge name, then you then they, they might keep it secret for the surprise factor. If it's not work someone, for John Hurt, work for work for John Hurt, the end of name of the Doctor. Yeah, that was, I remember yeah. like being in that room going, the fuck when if that happened. It was a great feeling. If it's someone like Joe Martin, who's a recognizable actor, but not necessarily a like a household name, then yeah, they get that secret. But if it's someone of sort of like that level, that tier of, of performer, which it probably will be, um, then they'll, they'll announce it ahead of time to sort of springboard it and build a hype. Like the marketing, you can't get away from it. Marketing. Um, marketing. What do you think the logistics of a departure will be? I don't care. Yeah. I don't care if she's in the season 13 finale. I don't care if it's a Christmas thing. Who? I don't care. Um, again, as happy- per- pers- personal hope, not that soon. No. Like, um, again, <laughs> I want more of her. I, just, I want to see what she's like yeah. under different writers and different tones. I mean, like I say, Exa- exactly seasons- the same I was with Capaldi. I would have loved to have seen how he was under different writers. I yeah. would have loved it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, never wish away something that you you you're excited about. Peter you know Cap- I mean? Peter Capaldi got Colin Baker. Um, I think Jody's I, been Colin Baker a bit as well. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I. Hmm. Yeah, I think. Well, I'd like to. I'd like to see her get McCoyed. Yeah, that'd I'd, be I'd, good. Li- I'd like for the last two years to be some sort of elongated season twenty four situation, and then the next series is twenty five, and it's like oh. Oh, you can do this with this actor and these characters? Mm. Okay, that's good. Wasn't expecting that. So, yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as happy as this change would make me, I feel like I could only get truly excited about a new Doctor if Chris Chibnall left at the same time as Jodie. There we go. What do there you think? There we go. The right. likelihood of this is, well... I don't dislike Chibnall, but... I do wish, as weird as it sounds, two series in, he wouldn't write the opener and the closer. Mm. 
I wish he would plot the series and he'd write maybe the sub the a two part in the middle. Um, but my issues in the last two series, personally, like where I've sort of gone, oh, I, all right, I've kind of been with the close of the series. And I'm just sort of like, oh, okay, sure. Like Ascension of the Cybermen and and um, uh, whatever the next part was, Timeless Children. Like had their moments, but ultimately I sort of left them both being like, oh. The problem I had, okay, with- and, and and absolutely with the bloody the battle of Radscor of Kalos or whatever, I was just like, I, 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 I was the most bored I've been in a finale of. I really anything. enjoyed the episode, but I I get where you're coming from. I was just he's... like, this is the last one of the series. Really, it feels like part one of two. Like, what's going on? I don't uh... know. So, so that that's my issue. Like, I, I, I don't want. Because I don't think it's synonymous, Tom. I don't think it's if Jody's leaving, then Chibnall's leaving. I'm not sure that's how it works, my old son. Um, no, but I think it is. Because if Jody goes and someone else comes in in the lead, but the structural problems of the narratives are still there, yeah, then it's not like the next person's going to miraculously change the show. Because I think I'd, it's not that I don't like Chibnall because I think his ideas are sound, but I don't yeah. think his execution is always sound. I think it's like we've like we've said, like we said, we touched on before. It's trying to shoehorn too many ideas into um, into too smart time. Like the stuff in the Timeless Children, like sort of reveal that the Doctor is much older than we think they are. Mm. Is great, but the way they sort of do it with like the policeman framing device. It's just sort of that. Then is never sort of resolved. Yeah, or it's explained. weird. Yeah, and it never really kind of gels. But at the same time, Cyber Lords, Cyber Time Lords. Which was a great visual and looked really mental and strange. And, and Sasha more Sasha Dewan. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's you sort of take the rough with the smooth. Um, and I think mostly I've enjoyed the, the Chibnall tenure so far more than I haven't. But yeah, there's definitely yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be the same there. Yeah. There's definitely issues. Um, but when we've had those sort of gem episodes like Rosa, like Demons of the Punjab, they've been really good. Haunting of Villa Diodotti. Yeah. Uh, and, and Spyfall. I mean, I thought Spyfall was fucking spectacular. It's, it's like also, a series opener and a two-part. It's like, that is impressive. I also, like, I, also, I also have a soft spot for Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror. Me too. And oh, not, thank and, you. And not just for the title, yeah. although the title is superb. Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror is one of those that feels like it could have been in any era of the yeah. Doc- of, of Doctor Who and it'd work. And that's it's why like it a, sort of works. It's very straightforward and, yeah. and simple and fun. It's like a great it's fun yeah. sort of um Doctor Who story. So yeah, that's Tom. Tom it's good to hear from you, Tom. We 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 thought we'd lost you into the ma- the mountains yeah. of madness. We hope you're well. We're, we're, yeah. You know, it's not good to hear that you've had a rough time of it recently. But I think you need to let go of the of the of the Jody Chibnall thing. Just let it. It's okay. <laughs> just, just let it. It's all right, Tom. Go. <laughs> just let it go. I'm picturing you and Tom standing on a on a hillside overlooking the ocean. <laughs> and he's hold, he's holding on to a picture of Chris just, Chibnall, sort of throw it, holding it in his hand and s- glaring at it. You're just like, come on, just Tom. let him go. Don't let him come on. Don't let him rule your life. And then you throw it into the ocean. 
and and you both cry and you hug, and then uh, we tell you to separate because you shouldn't be hanging out. You're not in each other's. Yeah, bodies. this would this would all be happening post but, post COVID. But to follow up on on Tom as well, uh, recommendations for the third and fourth Doctor if you were getting a Susan, yes, a sampling. Um, well, Matt loves the Ambassadors of Death. Uh, <laughs> no, no, um, spearhead from space john pertwee's first story is fucking great yeah, season 10 onwards so though, well season 10 onwards mm. oh from season 10 onwards season 10 onwards uh oob, 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 oob. um green death which one sorry green death green death sorry yeah you, you went you went quiet there yeah. i couldn't hear you uh i thought i went just te- green teary death. at the, uh, te- uh, <laughs> just teary uh, at the thought of of Je- Je- final adventure great um, story great the time story. warrior time warrior is pretty good so much fun it's just it's oh i mean come on blood axe and iron gron get in there it's great I bloody watch gron. it and sarah I'm- jane immediately endears herself like to the viewer you're just like yeah I, I want this character to be around for a long time. And Doc um, Cotton as a medieval princess. Yes, um, of course. <laughs> uh, Planet of Spiders? No. No? You're not, no? All right, okay. I mean, it's... it's. If you spread it, it out, if you watch it like one a night... It's John's it's, last it's... story and all, but it's Matt, two episodes too long and fucking hell those spiders. Matt, there's... There's 20 minutes where John just rides in different vehicles because it's his in his last story he was like, you know, you know, I I got to, I got to ride two vehicles in the show, but I always wanted to ride more. And they were like, oh fuck, right, right in a helicopter, right in a hovercraft. Well, I think, Why are I we think... riding in a hovercraft? Because John saw it at a motoring expo and he was really yeah. excited about it. So we have to write it in. True yeah, story. He loves that shit. <laughs> Um, I he's think... so happy though you can see him he's fucking overjoyed uh, to be also, riding all these things also Tom I don't think if he, I don't know if we mentioned this last time we <laughs> talked about Classic Who but do if you're finding it hard because it's dated do not watch them do not marathon them oh yeah no don't well, yeah like, if, if, if the dating episode, things like, do don't. an episode a night because that's how they were designed to be watched um, and if you you will notice the bloat a lot more if you watch if them you, in one if chunk. You, if you if you watch them in one chunk. During our marathon, um, for example, we even just like we have a fast rule. The moment the cliffhanger finishes, we fast forward to the end of the cliffhanger at the start of the next episode. Yeah. Just sort of Cause even that alone, like if you're watching them naturally without progressing, that's you regurgitating a title sequence, a closing title sequence, and the same sequence. Yeah. Immediately. And and it's gonna based on how long that cliffhanger is, because in some episodes, by God, they try and pad it out the next episode by playing yeah. the last four to five minutes of the previous episode so yeah scatter them out my friend scatter them out as for and tom like, um, oh, oh. where the hell do we even i mean pyramids of mars pyramids uh, of mars city of death city of death genesis of the daleks robots of death robots of death oh <laughs> yes robots it's of death. so good um, um uh horror of fang rock yeah as a personal fave um. Oh God! I think you I'm can tra- stop at City of Death, probably. Yeah. Unless you're a completionist, like. Yeah, stop at City. I yeah. like the yeah, Leisure I, Hive. Yeah. But I don't know if it's good. I I I even maybe I'm a maybe I'm an apologist. I like Warriors Gate. I've I never seen I, the East Bay trilogy. Ooh. Okay. Don't rush. But. Um, <laughs> Don't rush. Oh, and Keeper of Tracking. Keeper of Tracking's 
fucking superb. I love Keeper of Track and Logopolis, but I wouldn't know if I'd point them out to high oh, I don't, as high. I don't love Logopolis. <laughs> I love Keeper of Track and I couldn't give a shit about Logopolis. I know, but <laughs> Keeper of Track and feels incomplete without Logopolis to me. Does it? I, Does I, it? Think, I, I think I just love Logopolis because it's so somber. I guess I'm the kind of guy who'd watch Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and then not bother watching 3, despite the fact 2 ends on a cliffhanger leading it to I 3. I mean, yeah, well, this is the thing with with Pirates. Is Pirates 2 is too long and doesn't have enough plot. And then 3 has too much plot huh. and, it's and still is still too, too long. long. Well, I get to the end of number two, and then I'm like, um, I'm like that bit in the Idiot's Lantern where Mr. Codley turns off the telly with Muffin the Mule, and he's like, that was great, it's like it was in the room with you. <laughs> that, that's me, at the end of, but the end of Pirates 2, that's me, I've turned it off and I'm just gushing, I'm like, oh, wasn't that fun? Right, moving on. Let's go hide your grandma in the attic. Um, so... <laughs> So, hell, I can't die yet. We've got another email to do. Oh, God. Um, well, Tom, there's some recommendations. If you want any more, like any specifics, any classic monsters, whatever, hit us up, let us know, and we will we will guide you like some dirty, dirty little guides. Like Rain and Morbius, though. Oh yes, yes. If you're a big horror film fan, like old school horror movies, Brain and Morbius is a is a fucking treat. It's just it's such a I mean, the opening five minutes, you're just like this is Frankenstein. I'm watching Frankenstein. What's going mm-hmm. on? What's going on? It's so good. So it, Deadly it, Assassin! You can just go through and any serial that's got Philip Maddock in it, you can put that on your list. Yeah, okay. In terms of recurring <laughs> guest stars, just like, yeah. 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 Anything with Philip Maddock in. Um, okay. Anything with Haddock in? Um, if you like your fish. Uh, this one comes from Spe- James. Oh, go on, I was going to see if I could segue it. Speaking of fish. Speaking of fish. James says. Uh, James. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one's a two-parter. Um, oh. The, this email, because, uh, yes. Um, oh. Asks, asks a question at the end of it and then answers it by listening to last week's podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, no, James. Okay. Hit okay. me. This is an email. Big damn men. Hello there, he says, first of all. Hello, uh, this is an email containing one division ep one to three spoilers. Oob. Well, isn't this a fantastic way to properly kick off phase four of the MCU? We have deliciously hammy performances, creepy hints as the direction of the plot, and a drunk artificial life form. I think you'll find, <laughs> James, the proper term is a synthesoid. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, ep-, <laughs> ep one. This is some feel-good television. Though the whole episode, I was through the whole episode, I was beaming until that moment. Mm. Love that first advert with all the meaning under the surface, which continues with the following two. Uh, ep two: the first decade jump is executed perfectly. Everything is different. I never thought color could be creepy. Some mm. really tense stuff in this episode, but what steals the show? Paul Bettany when their works are all gummed up. That ending too. <laughs> what is Sword's goal? To help or something more nefarious. Ep 3. <laughs> the final part for now, and we're picking up from the end of the last episode in glorious Technicolor. Is it bad I missed the black and white? But that's not the only carryover. Children be coming. And the children certainly arrive, and quickly. 
<laughs> people of Westview seem more in the know than initially suggested, and it definitely seems like they're scared of Wanda, or maybe the truth getting to Wanda. The stuff with Geraldine slash Monica brought some serious chills, as did the truth seeping in about Ultron and Pietro. Do we see Pietro? Vision seems to come back from the dead somehow. Could the powers that be surprise us with a twin reunion? We also get the biggest hint of what's really going on here, and it has me intrigued to see when we'll meet those exterior characters properly. WandaVision is truly something unique in the MCU. It's done something I've never seen before. Got on my mum to watch MCU content by choice. Way! Uh, I can't wait to see where this goes and how it connects to future content. Um, have you viewed Wonder Woman 84 yet? Uh, yes, we'll get that to the next part. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, I was going to say, that's where uh, we're going. Uh, have you boys viewed It's a Sin? I want to watch it, not just for 30 seconds of Daleks, but don't feel like being sad at the moment. Uh, yeah, I... I'm kind I, of the same. I want to tuck in, but I'm not yeah. emotionally ready. Yet. I didn't watch Years and Years for the same reason. Like I, I watched Years and Years, and I, I sort of, I waited a couple months, and then it was yeah. on iPlayer, and it said like it had two days left. And I went right. I'm, I'm watching some today and some tomorrow, and then I binged it in one day, and at the end of it, felt so cold and changed. Yeah, uh, in a good way. I... Like I'd recommend it. It's fucking incredible. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> it's a sin's kind of the same vibe. It's like. Yeah. This is going to make me really, really sad. And I don't think that's what I want right now. But, like, put it this way. If if it disappeared off four player in the next few months and I haven't watched it, I'll buy the DVD so I know yeah. I can watch it at some point. Because yeah. I, I trust that I will be better for having watched it. Yes. Um. Finally, are you two chaps planning on paying any attention to the new High Republic content? Even if not, I'm still going to force my thoughts about it onto your fine podcast. Uh, hope you had a fantastic birthday, Chris. You're an old man now, and Matt, keep being your usual majestic self from a man who always dresses for the occasion. Uh, I mean, James. Uh, High Republic, I might fuck with it. <laughs> you might fuck with the High Republic. I might Republic. fuck with it. Light of the Jedi's out now, so I might pick it up and see what's what. You're going to fuck with it, huh? Um, I'm, I'm, if it's good Star Wars, I'm... All for more good Star Wars, please. Yeah, that's true. More good Star Wars, please. Um, and then James, of course, follows that up with, well, silly me. <laughs> <laughs> I send a mammoth of an email about WandaVision and ask you if you've seen Wonder Woman 84 at the end. Then I pop on your last episode only to find out you're covering it there. So here are my fast opinions. Ooh. I'll do my fast as I can. Hit me, uh, James. Love the opening 10 minutes. Cast a great with Chris Pine and the old brown eyes himself, Pedro Pascala, stand out for me. Bit of dodgy stuff here, especially what's going on with Steve's body. That's not necessary at all and just makes the passport stuff and stealing the plane dumb. The armour is really hyped up and gets torn to shreds easily. What? Ooh, some of those effects. <laughs> yeah. Dodgy as sin. AKA Wonder Woman saving mannequins. Favourite aspect, you ask? The music. By far my favourite part, and I love to listen to the opening three tracks while I run before I pop you guys on in my ear chasms. So, as I've heard some say, Wonder Woman 84 is good. But it could be better. Yeah. <laughs> From yeah. James, still dressed for the occasion. <laughs> and, of course, signs it off with a, with a lovely pic of old brown eyes himself, Pedro Pascal, saying... Life is good, but it could be but better. It could be better. <laughs> I fucking love that. I do love that scene where he's just doing that to everyone in the office. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> it's become a meme. It's already become a meme. Will it last? Let's see. Will it blend? Um, <laughs> that meme will, will it out. blend? <laughs> that that will meme will fucking blend. <laughs> oh my god! Will it blend? They're still making those videos, you know. I I I, I dread to think why. <laughs> oh yeah, money. They make inquiring, money. Inquiring minds want to know. Will it blend? Will it blend? Um. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the answer is maybe. <laughs> uh, life is blend, but it could be blender. Uh, <laughs> get out, get out. That is dreadful and brilliant at the same time, and you should be ashamed and proud. Well, if you want to do send, if you want to send us some missives uh, to be read out and either mocked or chortled at, uh, <laughs> then you can do so <laughs> at bigdamncontact at gmail uh, of course, you can hit us up at Big Damn Cast on Twitter and watch our sort of but not quite regular streams on twitch.tv forward slash Big Damn Stream. And I hate doing this, but I kind of have to because uh, Chris will do it if I don't. Uh, if you do fancy supporting us uh, in any way uh, possible, then you can also do that at patreon.com forward slash Big Damn Cast. Chuck a book or, or two to help us keep the lights on. Um, that's it for this week thanks for joining us and uh yeah that's i don't have an i don't have an ending i don't have an outro i regenerate just just regenerate people want a regeneration just regenerate christopher yeah do you think the show will get better if just i leave or if we both leave i think if we both leave it'll get better to be honest Email in! Rupert Grint!